Welcome everybody to No BS Podcast with Brian and Susan. It's so great to be back in 2023. Susan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. First podcast for the new year. Exciting. First podcast of the new year. We haven't done a No BS Podcast since October 20th. which is crazy to think about. It's like three months have gone by. So much has happened. We -hmm. have lots to talk about. This is our 43rd episode of No BS. I'm very excited about that. We have a wonderful show for you all today. We we have a blind watch, which is currently on HBO. We have to talk about January films and Mm -hmm. all the great ones that have come out over the past years and decades that's gonna be fun because it's january and of course our honorable mentions but first like always we are living that bachelor nation life and with the next season of the bachelor coming up very soon starting very soon we have to talk about it susan i don't know about you I'm sure you're hip, you're with it, you're cool with all the Bachelor Nation stuff. I looked at who's on the show. I'm looking at the cast right now. I have questions, I have comments, I have queries, I have queefs. Uh So, (laughs) Susan, aren't you glad we're doing this again? Am I still crazy as ever? Yeah, no, I'm having, I'm glad we're doing this, especially with the new season of The Bachelor coming up. I... I'm really curious to see how it goes. I'm happy there's just one bachelor. We're not going to do that too bullshit. I really did not like that. Um, I'm so, well, first of all, the rumor is that Zach. The bachelor. Zach was. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Zach is the He was one of the finalists of Rachel and Gabby's season, right? Yeah. Rachel's guy. He's yes. the one who first like called out Rachel for being a different person behind uh, off camera and stuff. And then um, left on his yeah, own. Yeah, then he left. Yeah, he called her. I was like, yeah, this doesn't, she she was totally different. It was totally weird. And yeah, But everybody but seemed like, to like him, right? Well, so everyone liked him enough, but he was definitely the, the contestant that like, I was surprised. I really thought Avon was going to get picked because I think more people liked Avon. I think they thought there was more personality there. Um, I think Zach was more, I call like the robotic polished person. Um, Like everyone liked him. There wasn't very, like a lot of people wondered if he was putting on a show sometimes. Um, Like not in a fake way, but like, you know, self-aware of the camera and wanting to be like, there's just there are some people who are on camera and they don't think about it and they're just their true genuine self like a Gabby, and then there are people who are very aware of the camera and like it's just they don't just like let go. So I'm a little worried that Zach is gonna be one of those people and he won't like obviously when you get going on the show, uh, there's gonna be a point where the lead's gonna have to just let loose and you know he's gonna probably get called out by a woman or have to deal with conflict or something. Um, my main thing was Zach, like, I honestly, I don't even care if he's necessarily boring, but by boring, that just means there's not, he may not bring on 
a lot of drama or something, but I just want, I have been dying for a bachelor to be real. I'm talking like, not this, like Clayton, no personality. Uh, Matt, as much as Matt shows personality on Instagram, none of that was shown on, uh, on his show. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Colton, terrible. Like, there's just like so many bachelors have been so robotic and like all they say is thank you for sharing that i love that blah 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 like i want to see the bachelors of like the sean lowe's the ben higgins who really ask good questions and try to get to know the women and share stuff about themselves share about like these past bachelors we didn't know anything about them they just like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh thank you kiss 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 like it's that formula Well, it's The Bachelor. That's the problem. The women have been way better about showing personality. So it's like a guy thing for some reason with these last couple picks. But So you were about uh, to say something about Zach, like you know something that the rest uh, of us don't. So the rumor is, as far as based on from the other Bachelor podcasts that I listen to, is that it's going to be a more maybe a boring season. Maybe it won't be quite because they're not advertising it as the most dramatic season yet. And they do that every year. It's like it's the most dramatic season. And instead they're saying the most like electrically charged is charged, emotionally charged, emotionally charged season. So I wonder if that just means they're saying there's just going to be a lot of tears, but not necessarily drama. So bless you my child hey. sorry. <laughs> sorry guys so i don't know i um i'm not sure do you think zach's gonna be born or you think he's gonna do a good job i mean from what i saw of him on the last season and from like the tell-all when he came out when that awkward like segment yeah I like the guy from what I've seen and I think he's going to play it cool. I think he's going to be himself as much as he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it look like it's going to be like, like you said, a dramatic season full of fights and betrayals and stuff like that. And him, you know, at some point saying like, I just want to leave, <laughs> you know, I don't think we're going to get that this season. I could be wrong, but I don't think we're going to get that this season. It seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He probably knows what he wants. I don't think he's going to get himself into a pickle where he's telling four girls that he loves <laughs> them, you oh, know, and, and then having sex with all of them. I don't <laughs> think he's that guy. Uh, I don't think so either. So I think it's going to be kind of like what the show is kind of meant to do, you know, in a happier way than, you know, something like and that. And if, if that's the case, I'm here for it. I actually hope that's the case. If if they're saying it's boring because just not a lot of drama, then and he's actually going to find love and be this really good dude who knows what he wants and asks really great questions and I love it because that's what the complaint has been is that the show has missed romance for so long. Like the last couple to still stay together was technically just Matt and Rachel, um, but they're dating and then they didn't have a good season though. Like they worked out off camera, but other than that, everybody else has broken up outside of, you know, paradise. We're just talking bachelor, bachelorette. So it's been a while that a couple like worked out 
So I think that's what we're really hoping for is like a true great love story that lasts longer than six months. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's what hopefully we get that. We'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I'm looking at this cast of characters um, okay. and you know, like uh, to me, this, most of them look alike because they all have kind of like yeah. the same profile picture. They and always do. <laughs> hair. But like, it looks like everybody's kind of in the same age, like mid 20s. There's like a couple of 23s and there's one 30. Okay, I like a 30. Huh? I like a 30. Although I like a 32. And I'm curious is like, so I know we've probably talked about this, but I can't remember does the bachelor get to pick who he wants or is it kind of a mixture of the producers and the bachelor? It's it. So the bachelor just gets to say the type of women he's attracted to that he would go for. So that's typically what they aim. Like that's why there's been a lack of diversity, I think, because typically I think when they're picking these like white leads, that's usually just a few token there's more token um, diversity. Yeah, there's only like four diversity. black girls in this in this show. Right. Like it just, no. yeah. So yeah, that says something. He's probably attracted to white women, and he's yeah. he, he has to say that. So like a, a perfect example, and I I know I bring it back to Sean Lowe, but he was the first bachelor that everyone it was very noticeable that his women was like a melting pot. I mean, it wasn't just black and white. There was Asian. There was I mean, whatever, Middle Eastern, Indian, whatever you want to call it. It was like every kind of person. There's a lot of diversity to the point where one of the contestants asked, like, I'm just noticing that. And he said he told the producers, I don't care what race they are. Like, I really don't care because he's he's he had dated so many different races in the past. Yeah. So and he picked a Filipino girl. Right. So and he's still married to her. So I um. I think it comes down to that and the producers, I think if, so for me, if you see just like four ethnic girls, that means Zach likes probably typically prefers white women and they, but they still had to put the diversity in there. Right. Right. That's what, that's what I got. I was like, he probably said the something to the effect of that. And then they had to get the diversity, but then again, you know, this, these 30 women or whatever, but then I'm sure they'll, they will probably bring in a couple other new ones um that, yeah. they only did that one time they oh, just so did that for Matt. that's really not normal they did that for matt i think again because he was the first black bachelor and they wanted they they wanted to show him as high demand okay i think this 30 is actually high so i think that's probably it for him it, yeah so it looks like it goes from 23 to 30 there's a few people that are 30 couple that are 23 and everybody else is in between uh from all over the place none from dallas exactly but we got one from fort worth oh um and zach's from austin i believe yeah there's an austin texas here too there's an er I do nurse see that. from austin uh no nobody really like that sticks out as far as like you know what they do um i mean i like to the see nurse, like, the nurses are cool i always have props for nurses Right. The nur- the nurses, there's a neonatal nurse, there's, you know, stuff like that. But like, you know, you, I mean, there's a, a makeup artist and I'm very curious if that's like, like make, when I hear makeup artists, I'm like, I just think movies and theater, but that's the one from Uh-oh. Fort Worth. 
but everywhere else, uh, yeah, you never know. So I'm, I'm very curious on how this is going to go, if everybody's going to be friendly and happy. And, uh, and actually, I'm looking at this. I think there's a little bit more diversity than, I mean, yes, there's maybe just four black girls, but I'm seeing Asian, Hispanic, like definitely not just white. Like, I think there's actually more diversity here than there was for Clayton. Really? Yeah. From what I'm gathering, like some of these girls look like, they're not just white, like they're something else, but interesting. Like Sonia, Sonia doesn't look like she's white. Yeah, no, I, I have no idea. Long Island, New York. Yeah, um, but no idea. I don't know. I'm not saying it's like crazy, but I'm just saying there's a little bit more sprinkled in. Obviously, the real truth is when you see who Zach's final four is. You know, if he's Correct. got somebody of color, then he actually truly likes, he's a, you know, Right. Or if it's just, you know, four white women of yeah. all blonde and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll see Zach shall cross. And then, of course, Jesse Palmer coming back for the host duties. Uh, <laughs> you like Jesse. I am not a fan of Jesse. I mean, to whatever it is, he's up there. Somebody's got to do it. Do I think they can get somebody better? Yes, absolutely. They can get somebody better. But he's awesome. definitely better than... Uh, God, what were their names? Um, Caitlin and Tasha. Caitlin and Tasha. Yeah, I, that was they were terrible, but uh, he's not much better. And it seems like he's there to stick it out. And oh, and he, he has said that he loves this job because he gets really good money and he doesn't have to do like a whole lot. Like they make him do way less than Chris Harrison had to do. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious about that on how that's going to go this season. I wonder if he gets notes at all. It's like step it up or liven up, energize everything, but he probably won't. Uh, so yeah, mm -hmm. I, I again, I hate that I like watching this show, but I'm looking forward to this new season. Um, January 23rd, everybody. January 23rd. So I'm curious. Uh, before we move on, I would like to know, let's say you were the bachelorette and you had to tell the producers what type of dudes you liked. Like, mm -hmm. would you, how would you, how would you answer that question? Well, honestly, I like, um, it would be, it would be a lot more personality more than anything else. Cause I, that would, that would be a big deal. Okay. I would probably be like, I really want somebody with like a job. I hate to say that, but I feel like there's so many bums that come on that show who are just looking to have an Instagram like following and have a, make a career out of that. So I'd be like, can I like prefer people with jobs? Maybe somebody like, like that would be like who can take care of themselves and doesn't need to rely on social media to have like a, you know, a living it's one thing if you had a job and then you're making so much money off social media that you don't need it later. But like coming on, I would like a guy who has can take care of himself. Um, uh, I mean, I like funny. I really like funny guys, good hearted people. I guess I would be honestly because of like worrying so much like about guys in the past, not liking me because I'm Iranian, like not white myself. I'd be like, I guess make sure the guys like Persian. 
um, women, that would be a big deal. <laughs> um, I mean, typically I'm attracted to white guys. That was always like something I was drawn to just because that was what I, I was usually around a lot of white guys, but I also have been attracted to like, I've, I've also been attracted to uh, Hispanic, Asian and black as well. So I'd be like, that's, those are, those would be fine. What about you? Uh, I think I would, I would honestly say like, yeah, it doesn't matter race at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't matter size to me. Like I like, I like them big. I like them, I like them skinny. I like, I like her, you know, all of that. So that doesn't matter. Please like have a mixture in there. Yeah. I don't want all Mm -hmm. the same body shape. I like big girls. I like small girls. Like, you know, put some small Mm -hmm. people in there too. You know, like they're, they've probably like a very, like a cavalcade of different backgrounds. I would probably say, yes, they would have to have something that's not like just social media type of thing. Like you said, it's a great point i would also say like not into religion i would say like somebody who is definitely not born again or into religion of any kind i i would say with that that's i i could not be with someone who's like an extreme of any kind yeah um but i'd be like well they have to be cool that i believe in god and then and then like as long as they're okay with that and like it's nothing's gonna Head. but you know those kinds of things you're gonna have to like I don't think they get that specific like I mean well they may but with that they'll probably plant someone in there who is an extreme that you would never like right so that they could get the drama um the main thing you need to do and this goes with uh this isn't religion this is politics Becca Kufrin Becca K who's with Thomas now she, the whole reason her and her guy the guy she picked broke up and I knew when she picked him, I was like, this guy is a super conservative and she's super liberal. Mm-hmm. So like, and then they, he had like posted some really horrible anti-liberal things. And then she said they like, when they were on the after show together, she's like, no, it's okay. We worked that out. We talked about it. And then ultimately it was the George Floyd thing that broke them up because they were having different conversations about how they felt about it. So yeah, yeah, it, it would have to be that. something like that. Yeah, no. Um, and then the, I, you know me, you've known me for a long time. I have a very sick, twisted sense of humor. I yeah. feel like I would want the same, or at least somebody that understands that. Well, yeah, sense of humor is key. So, so. Somebody who won't get offended, mm-hmm. like almost at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you of all people definitely need that yes yes for sure so uh that's where i'm at with that uh but yeah mm-hmm. good question so yeah that's a good question to round out our pre-bachelor nation because i'd imagine the next time we meet we will have watched the first episode and yes we'll be able to talk about it but good luck to zach right yes i'm very excited to see how he does so Bachelor, we'll be we'll be coming back with you for the rest of the season with Bachelor Talk here on No BS with Brian and Susan. Let's move on to the main event before we get to our blind watch, which is January movies. It's January 18th right now, and it's like 70 degrees outside. It doesn't feel like winter. Well, it's going to get cold, though. 
it is going to get colder. I mean, it's not going to get like 30s, 20s cold, but it'll get pretty no. mm-hmm. It'll get it'll get at 40s, 50s, not too bad. Yeah. But the last no. few days here in Dallas, Texas, it's been in the 70s, if not 80s, mm-hmm. January 18th. And for us movie fans, for us professional film critics, the month of November and December is very high-end, dramatic, you know, deep-meaning movies that are supposed to make you tear up and think and analyze. And then January comes along, and we get fucking awesome movies like Megan and Plane, which is a good palate cleanser to cleanse your mind of all of these intense films, to have something fun. And we thought, okay, these movies have come out, but... Has January always been the case of like these crazy, weird, ridiculous, dumb movies? Mm -hmm. So we're going to come and talk about that. So before we get into this, Susan, I have to ask, do you look forward to January movies? Do you look forward to January movies? No, not typically, to be honest. I mean, there's a reason it's called Dump Month. Usually January movies. You know, the only thing I look forward to is that I get a breather. That's what I look forward to. So it's like, I like that. It's like the studios know that we've been put through so many heavy films that we don't need anymore come January. Even though some of those like, you know, women talking and pale blue eyes or whatever that movie, like those come out in January, but we've already seen it. So, um, but like, I appreciate that. I don't have to worry about those Oscar type movies until the next year. And I can like relax and watch dumb month movies uh so but i mean they're not i don't imagine it's i haven't seen plane yet i know you love plane but i was looking forward to megan the minute i heard about it so that was a rarity i don't remember the last time i was excited about a january movie so i i look forward to january movies i do Mm -hmm. the same way you described because it is just like a breath of fresh air of like oh thank god we get a 90 minute action dumb yeah. comedy and it's not three hours. It's going to make me cry. And I have to analyze everything. It's going to, you know, everything from film class you ever learned. And you're just like, no, give me something that blows up with an action star. It has a one-liner and I'm good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look forward to that. And, you know, a lot of probably the reasons that these January movies come out is like Susan said, all these, movies that come out in November, December are for um, societies and associations to vote on for awards, movie awards season. And so they put them out kind of so it's fresh on your mind to vote for. And then of course, you know, you're with your families over the holidays. So you're kind of like, okay, yeah, let's go see, you know, you have your action blockbusters in the summertime, but at the end of the holidays, like, let's see something sweet. Let's see something we can all see maybe and talk about. So I'm guessing that's kind of the situation there. But for us critics, I'm telling you for like two months, it's like 150 movies all at once. (laughs) I know it's so much. We have so many screeners to watch and they're all like downers for the most part. It's like really a rarity that there's something lighthearted in there. There's some, but it's mostly like, like I still have, some movies that I like I have on my screener desk I'm like I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna get to it because it just looks so depressing 
Um, so actually, I kind of wish some of these January movies would come in December because that would make for some better options come during Christmas because I don't want my family does not want to watch the Oscar movies on Christmas. They don't want to watch Avatar like it's they want to watch the dumb comedies and stuff because they just want right. something lighthearted and happy. Lighthearted. Like, yes, I fucking love the movie The Whale, but like, can you imagine bringing oh like a family of eight people to see that movie in the theater right. and just like, like crying your on eyes Christmas out? Day? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, Merry not... Christmas, everybody. Yeah, that would be like, they'd be like, why did you make us watch this on Christmas? Like they stopped doing the fun lighthearted comedies and stuff on Christmas. And now it's literally the Oscar films, the like blockbusters that are like my, you know, not everyone's into Marvel or Avatar or like really the best choice at Christmas was going to be like Puss in Boots because that's like a cute kids fun film. Right, right, right. And people are going to go see that and it's funny mm -hmm. and good. Yeah. But, I mean, can you it imagine like, you're with your whole family and you have another friend or neighbor's family and there's like 10 of you going to the movie and you see the whale and like the opening scene is Brendan Fraser jerking off and then to gay porn and then like oh yes potato chip sandwich with jelly and throws it up like the movie is amazing I love the whale it's my favorite movie oh, of I, the year I love the whale too but in talking about fun movies it's not like it's, it's it, no is these are the type when the point is we see those types of movies like all 99 of the time in november and december so it's like a lot uh -huh. of you're just like god damn my mind is just like i'm depressed like give me something fun and then january comes along and you get something like megan you get something like playing and it's like movies again and you love just it fun. yeah, yeah. You love megan, it. megan was great megan's in my uh in my top of like just you know I didn't make a list or anything, but just thinking of movies like that would be in my top January because I've never been so impressed with a January movie like Megan. I mean, well, there's a couple. Yeah, there, there's a couple. So I did my research, Susan. I made a big list of movies that oh. came out in January, and some of these are going to shock you. Well, I have some that I'm like shocked about, too, that I really liked. Okay. Well, so, is one of them is one of them taken? Because I was shocked that that was January. One of them was taken. Yeah, Taken and Taken Three are January movies. Well, only the first Taken is good. So only the first. So Taken came out, but I so I started from the seventies and I went Whoa. through present day because there's like a lot of crazy movies that came back out then that you know, looking at it now, present day, you and I together as critics some of these movies going into the theater as a critic to see these movies in January just blows my mind and it would be so amazing. Yeah. But like, so we'll, I'll mention this. I'll mention the biggest January movie ever to have ever been released, it looks like, was a comic book movie. And it's called oh. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Whoa. was released in January. That was a January, January movie. movie. The Dark Knight. Genius. Genius. And that movie is crazy. And that's Dark Knight. Yeah, that's like the amazing. biggest one. But like when you go through, like starting from like maybe 1979 or 1980, you have like the movie Scanners, like when you know people's heads are blowing up. You have Blood Simple, Coen Brothers. You have um, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, still a great film. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have something like Return of the Living Dead Part Two, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. One of my favorite movies of all time is a January released movie. 
Tremors, Tremors with Kevin Bacon. Tremors is fun. Tremors is fun. Tremors is uh, great. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what else? Uh, remember the movie White Thing, or the Hand uh-huh. That Rocks the Cradle? Mm-hmm. Ever seen these movies? Okay, what about uh-huh. Juice or Leprechaun? Warwick Davis horror movie Leprechaun. Well, I with Jennifer seen Aniston. Leprechaun. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's one. Uh, at one of the peak moments of Madonna's career, she was in a movie with Willem Dafoe that was the kind of budget version of Basic Instinct. It was called Body of Evidence. Uh, mm. the, the air up there in Cabin Boy with Chris Elliott. You have um, Higher Learning, Demon Knight, Biodome with Polly Shore, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. From Dusk Till Dawn is a January mm. movie. Wow. Um, Beverly Hills Ninja, Chris Farley is a January oh. movie. Waiting okay. for Guffman. And not only that, before so you can count this kind of but to dark knight they re-released uh the original star wars movie a new hope into theaters in mm-hmm. January. and that's when they like changed it up and shit but that was a january release before uh-huh. like the next like the prequels came out but then you also have like the the cult classic half baked with dave Chappelle was a january film uh mm. spice world january oh. movie Dude, love Spice World. Two of your favorite movies, Varsity Blues and She's All That, worst January movies. (laughs) No, Varsity Blues is not my favorite. I only watched that actually for the first time, like, I don't know, like two years ago. Okay, but do you like She's All That though, right? I do. I, 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 as a fan, I love it. As some, when I rewatched it in a critical eye, it has its flaws. But yeah, I would say I love She's All That because it's yeah. just part of that. Yeah. yeah, so that's a January movie. And so is Save the Last Dance um, and The Wedding Planner, which is a huge money making movie. The Wedding Planner. I love The Wedding Planner. It's yeah, that's. A- that's a January movie. Um, also, um, the Disney movie Snow Dogs and then a huge action movie, Black Hawk Down, was a January film, which made tons of money. Um, also, you know, the Mothman prophecies, whatever, A Walk to Remember, yeah. um, Kangaroo Jack, Just Married with Ashton Kutcher. Is Some of these, I'm surprised, aren't February movies, but yeah. One of, I think, the best movies of the decade back then was City of God. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a January movie. The Final Destination 2. I saw that that was on there, and I was like, I mean, I do like Final Destination 2. That's about the last one I liked, was the first and second. Okay, so yeah, there you go. That's a January. Big Fish, January movie, which is crazy to me. That seems I like- I hated Big Fish. Did you like Along Came Polly though? Because that's a January movie. Love, I love Along Came Polly. I actually just rewatched that with my parents. Uh, Win a Date with Ted Hamilton, The Butterfly Effect, mm-hmm. You Got Served, uh, Oscar winning movie, Monster, uh, with uh, what's her name? Eileen Wuornos, the serial killer. What's her name? Uh, Charlize Theron played her. Yeah, Christina Ricci. But like, I mean, again, that those Oscar films when they released, that means there was like an early release in um, like okay. December or November because it wouldn't have qualified for the Oscars if it was they, in January. Yeah, so, they usually so, have to 
Right. So the big Oscar winner that was released wide in January was Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, it would have been a limited, probably in LA and New York or something. Right. And then you had like, Are We There Yet? from Ice Cube, which went on to make sequels and tons of money. Hostel and Steven Spielberg's Munich was a January movie. Again, Munich was one that was an Oscar nominee. Oh, there you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, Underworld. Uh, which is crazy. And Pan's Labyrinth was a January released film. Um, How many more you got, Brian? <laughs> 27 Dresses was one. I That's have right. that. I, I love 27 Dresses. I was excited about that. Uh, Grand Torino. Uh, I watched, again, 27 Dresses. No, I guess I watched that. I think I watched that around, like, probably around that time. But it was, I feel like, again, it should have been in February. Yeah, no, it's yeah, crazy. Gran Torino, Cloverfield, uh, mm-hmm. Paul Blart Mall Cop, which one is one of the highest grossing January movies ever, which is insane to me because that didn't win any Oscars. That's a January movie. No, right? that's a January film. That's a January meh film. Um, you had, uh, was it The Green Hornet? Then you had uh, The Gray, also The Taken Guy. Um, you have Zero Dark Thirty. You had um, Her, the movie Her, Lone Survivor. You had... Again, some of those are Oscar. <laughs> you think those are Oscars? Her and were. Zero Dark Thirty were definitely Oscar films. Those Ooh. were early releases. Like, I mean, they would have definitely been released in like, you know, earlier. Well, here's one uh, it, that it starred three of the biggest act or three of the biggest actors right now it starred miles teller it starred zach efron it starred michael b jordan that awkward moment moment. that's a january movie which back then made sense but can you imagine those three being a movie today and it coming out in january no i mean maybe maybe a stupid comedy sure yeah yeah paddington one and paddington two both i saw that on there and i was surprised but those did really well yeah um split uh, the the M Night Shyamalan. Split. I had Split. I had Split. Split was good. Split was good, and then the, his this follow up was that following January, a uh, Glass. Yeah, but that sucked. That did suck. So we're getting towards like our, our modern day now. So you had like Molly's well, Game and I Tanya yeah. all January, and those are Oscar ish movies, right? They were Oscar movies, so that again they would have been earlier like we watched those earlier than right um, so that i mean to the public like wide release but they might have seen if you live in new york or la you might have seen that in december right and then you know most recently january movies you had bad boys three and scream which were january movies which went on to be huge successes uh i mean bad boys was the highest grossing movie that year because of covid and then scream which they're making more movies of because it did so well so I'll never stop i actually on here too i have the count of monte cristo the 2002 that's actually i love that movie so much. yeah that, that's on my list first, too the first time i saw henry cavill <laughs> a day that will live in infamy mm-hmm. uh I, but like like the point is like there's some really good january movies it's not just uh I mean, even at the time, if you didn't know it, these all these movies we mentioned either mm-hmm. made a ton of money or have achieved cult status and people love them today. Yeah, for sure. No, but typically, 
a lot of them suck. I just thought the only one that came to mind as far as one that sucked the worst was uh, Underwater with Kristen Stewart. I hated that movie so much. Our our <laughs> colleague loved that movie. I know. I had a big I podcast know. about it. <laughs> I remember. And I was like, this is terrible. Like we left because we left the theater. And we were all like, it was terrible. And he was like, I thought it was okay. I was like, that was not okay. That was garbage. <laughs> it was garbage. Yeah, there's a lot of bad ones too. Uh mm-hmm. and I think like there's a couple coming out coming up, like say what you will, J Lo movies, whatever. It's not gonna be great but it's going to make money. And then you have 80 for Brady, which has a lot of great old white actresses in it, but it just looks bad. Uh, But I'm sure it's going to be like, there's going to be funny moments in there and it's going to be fun to see them all together. But that's the type of things we get. But then, like we said, you get like Tremors released in January, Dark Knight released. I can't believe Dark Knight. Yeah. Crazy. So you're just like, oh man, well, and that made a ton of money. So you never know with movies. And then like this year you have Megan and Plane and they're just so far out of left field. They, they're actually good. So is Plane really good or is it just fun? Because there's a difference. Plane is just good. having fun. Like, like I like had fun story. with it, but Plane is like actually really made well because <laughs> the people take it seriously in the movie. Like they turn in really good performances. You can see the chemistry is there, the action and like the suspense is great. And even like the first fight scene, which is like 90 seconds to 120 seconds long, it's all filmed in one shot. And it, I was like, dude, that was all filmed in one shot. Like this is not just your normal run of the mill action movie. Like they put some thought behind this. It's good. And it's rated R. It's violence. Not afraid of it. Like it just goes. Yeah. It's 75% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, right now. And actually what surprises me is I see missing on there, which is a movie I wanted to see. They're at 79 right now. So that if that's, you know, this, this month of January could be a couple of good movies. Like January could really strive in 2023. Right, because, I mean, people are ready to still see movies. People are getting out there, and it's okay to release stuff in January. In fact, I would say release, like, a big movie in January because you can take out something. Dark Knight. Yeah, because you can take out something as dumb as Avatar 2 out of, like, the number one box (laughs) office, and you can have, like, a great movie, but, like... It, it's, it's not Avatar 2 is very- Brian Brian hates Avatar 2 I don't think it's that bad I I enjoyed it Avatar 2 is dumb it's mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I like these January movies they're doing well and Megan go yeah. see Megan it's great yeah Megan I love that was that could be in my top 10 who knows because that was really good Megan is good I'm telling you Megan Megan might make the top 10 like I had a great time but we have a long way to go we are still we do there's so much there's so many movies left I'm trying to find out when this when is the what you might call it Winnie the Pooh blood and honey coming out yeah the blood and honey and that and remember that Wizard of Oz thing I showed you that 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 Gale returned to Oz I'm like okay here's these like child family classics that are bringing it back in a very uh low budget horror movies that i'm all here for and see those movies i think would be fun and stupid whereas like plane is actually good and fun so Mm -hmm. 
there's that. But yeah, that's that's January movies. Uh, we're here for it. We like it. Mm-hmm. Please bring us all the January movies. Uh, let's move on to our blind watch, shall we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So blind watch, we pick a movie that we both never seen. We watch it. We talk about it. Uh, we and we actually watch these together. Um, we we mm-hmm. watch it. We talk about it as it as it's happening. So this movie, Kimmy, that I picked, it was my turn to pick. It actually came out this last year in Feb- early February. It was almost a January movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It's from Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema. It's currently on HBO Max. And it was directed. Was it HBO Max original? Uh, might have been. I mean, I know the production. Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers owns HBO, so it might have been an HBO yeah. movie. But it's called Kimmy. It's directed by mm-hmm. Steven Soderbergh, which, of course, Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen, amongst tons of other films. Written by David Kep, who you know wrote the screenplays to Jurassic Park and lots of Spielberg stuff and everything else. And it stars an insane cast that include that is led by Zoe Kravitz. But then you have Jamie Camille, Eric Christensen, Derek Delgadio, Robin Givens. You have Devin Ratray, Jacob Vargas, Rita Wilson, and David Wayne and Andy Daly in these this was little bit roles, right? Such an insane cast. I mean, every second we were like, this person's in it. This person's in it. What the heck is going on? <laughs> right? You're just like, what's going on? And like, I picked this movie because I was like, what's, you know, what's really good that I haven't seen? Because there's not a lot that's like amazing that I have not seen or Susan hasn't seen. So when this movie is like, oh, Kimmy, what's this? I was like, okay, let's, oh God, it's 89 minutes. Fuck yes. Let's oh, do it. That was wonderful. <laughs> that was wonderful. And so, the movie is about, uh, I mean, it starts off a little slow, but it follows um, this girl named Angela who is in a Seattle apartment downtown. And it seems like she's had some trauma where she has like agoraphobia. She doesn't like to leave her place. She doesn't like to leave her house. She's panicked. She's scared from something that traumatized her. And she's and, like a germaphobe too. Yeah, she's a germaphobe. And it looks like she works for a company similar almost to Megan, like this technology company where something like Alexa, Amazon's Alexa or Google HomePod or whatever, where you can say somebody's name like Alexa. Uh, there's something named Kimmy that you can say and do everything. So she works for this company that's developed Kimmy and she's doing troubleshooting and IT for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point during the movie, she hears this call come into Kimmy where it sounds like somebody's murdered. Like it's really graphic and gross. And just like, Oh God, something's happening. And so she tries to relay it to her superiors and her bosses. And from there it's like, Whoa, she's not getting the responses she needs to get. People are keeping it hush, hush things start happening. And then it kind of turns into like a, almost like an action thriller, but one that mm-hmm. Steven Soderbergh can do. Cause it's kind of low key. And but it's nonetheless just as suspenseful um, when it really gets going. And 
everybody turns in good performances, but Zoe Kravitz is a rock star here. She's really she good. She just She's such a badass all of a sudden in the movie, too. You're like, damn, look at her go. Yeah, which like, you know, can make sense and doesn't make sense. Cause at first you're like, she's just scared to fucking look out the window. She's scared to go to yeah. the taco truck across the street. She's like right. frail almost. And you see her like nude in this movie. And you don't see mm-hmm. like the muscles like in Catwoman or anything, but like when this movie gets going and especially like the final 15 minutes, you're like, wait, are we watching like GI Jane or are we watching like an action movie? Cause all of a sudden she's like got weapons and fucking punching and killing people. Like what's going on? Where, where, what happened? But even that said, I was all for it. Cause it was Soderbergh oh, yeah. framed it and filmed it and executed it in such a great way that it was believable. Mm-hmm. And then you're 89 minutes in and it's over. It's like, okay, I'm here for I that. Am. I would be I was, down for a sequel. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know what else they're going to do. But I mean, I don't know, maybe. But it was fun. It was it was really good, especially for if it's an HBO Max original. I think that is a really great streaming movie. Short, really interesting plot. Uh, You know, it's just a slow first 30 minutes. You know, you, you got to got to earn it there for a second. Cause I mean, I didn't look up the trailer. I just, well, they're, the yeah, they're playing like that first 30 minutes, a lot like um, a Alfred Hitchcock rear window yes. vertigo type yeah. of movie where it's like, why is there somebody always constantly looking at her from another mm-hmm. window? Why is this? She's looking out. Like it's just all these things that are coming together. And then all of a sudden you're just like, okay, she's out of the place. Oh my God, this is action. Oh my God, it's suspenseful. Mm-hmm. And it's over. He's like, okay, I'm in, right? Right? Yeah. And that's in that, yeah, totally. He's right. It's very Alfred Hitchcock in the beginning. So that's why it is good because you don't know who, like, it did give me those vibes in the beginning. Like, I wasn't sure if her neighbor was going to be bad or if her boyfriend was going to be bad. Like, you just don't know. You're like, somebody here, there's something going on. Like, something's going to happen. You just, and you do have that feeling, but it just takes a while to get there. But again, it's all worth it because once it gets going, it's good. Like I was hooked. I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause the minute, the minute she hears the recording, that's when it really takes off. Yeah, no, that's, that's when it happens and it's things start to happen. But I got to tell you like these actors and actresses like Rita Wilson, of course, Tom Hanks's wife and actress and singer. Uh, you have Betsy Brantley, David Wayne, who created and stars in like the wet, hot American summer movie. And he directed those. He directed, um role models david wayne's huge annie daly a huge comedian uh you have devin ratray who was buzz in home alone <laughs> christensen i was excited to see her yeah that was great robin yeah, Gibbons. yeah derek delgadio from in and of itself on hulu just like these people just show up there's like wait what like wow well, how is this happening and so it was just kind of cool. Oh, and um, what's her name? Uh, oh my God, what's her name from? Oh no, Emily Carota. Um, Emily Carota. She is Mrs. Kim Lane Kin's mom from Gilmore oh, yeah, Girls. She shows up, and you're just like, "What is happening?" Yeah, and there's so a lot of famous see. people. And it's not just us saying this. This movie has 122 critics reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a 92 percent rating. As it should. As it, it should. It like, it's really, good. It's good. I highly recommend uh, people watch this one. This is, it's, I don't even want to spoil, I wouldn't say, like, spoiling any scenes, because I, 
for me, I, and, and I'm so glad Brian picked it, but like I had, I think I had heard of it barely, but I just, I literally looked it up on IMDb to make sure I hadn't seen it before. And it, I read the description. I like Zoe Kravitz. And then I rolled with it. I was like, okay, I don't need to see anything else. That's how I think people should watch it. Like, I think we did a good job not spoiling anything. We really, it's, you know, the, probably what we said was in the trailer and just go from there because there are some really good twists and turns. And I mean, I just, I really think it's a treat for a streaming film. It is, it is. I feel like I would have enjoyed this in the theater, but again, I'm biased because I don't pay for movies, you know, but like, yeah. I feel like if I would have had to pay $15 for this, it would have been, I, don't, I would have liked it, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's a good I don't feel rental. like it's, I don't feel like it's big enough to be one it's not big enough to be in theaters for me I mean the cast is good but something about it feels very like streaming and also some of the dialogue and that could be because of what it was there there were moments that could if I watched it in theaters I would have been like that's really corny but because it was just at home it it brought me back vibes of like to me I'd I'd compare it to as good as um what's the other one that you picked it was on Hulu and it was the one oh, where she found all... the girl in the yeah. van yeah that was the it? one oh god no exit or something like that no exit I think it was no exit it I feel like it's on that on par with that kind of story I mean not quite as not quite as scary but definitely on par with that kind of quality. So right. and it I, had a great I, cast. It's suspenseful, but like you see yeah. it in a movie, you expect a little more. Right. Um, there's there's something about those like those streaming movies that are because I mean I love some of the ones that are on Netflix, like the rom-coms on Netflix, but I know that if I saw this rom-com in theaters, it's not gonna be the same. Like, like so I feel like that's what these are. It's like this is a so great it's streaming i'm glad i'm paying for that <laughs> like right yeah. right yeah for sure that's that's how yeah. i feel but yeah go see kemi we recommend this definitely yes. and you know usually when we pick movies to watch for one another that we've never seen it's i mean it's mm -hmm. kind of the unspoken rule that you have to say yes no matter what it is like mm -hmm. i know like i like to do holocaust movies and Ugh. And <laughs> so if you pick one of your heavy movies, like after what we've been watching, I'd be like, Brian, come the fuck on. <laughs> I know for sure. That's why I'm I like, mean, I know please. what I'm <laughs> like. You pick like a two and a half hour Holocaust film, I'll be like, no, <laughs> no, I can't do it. But no, I this can't. one was good. I mean, 89 minutes, Zoe Kravitz, great cast, action, suspense, Steven Soderbergh, and David yeah. Kep, writer. Like, you're doing good. So yeah. now it's Susan's turn. Um, we got we got a week, week and a half, you know, to before we do our next show, and hopefully she'll pick something that we both haven't seen that we both love. Because I mean, I think I know I'm, what I'm going to pick. Actually, ooh, well, don't say anything yet. No, 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 I'm not going to say anything. I'll tell you offline. Okay, so I'm excited about this. So um, that's our blind watch. It's on HBO. Watch Kimmy. We like it. Go Zoe Kravitz. We want to have you on our show and you know talk about. I Kimmy. wish. <laughs> and uh, and then um, our honorable mentions. I mean, there's not much coming out really. So like, I saw Megan. I saw Plane. We both uh, we both recommend highly recommend Megan. I recommend Plane. Uh, is there um, anything like? that you're watching right now that's like on 
streaming that you want. Like, I mean, Last of Us HBO was a big, you know, US event. I really liked it. I played the video game um, and I really thought the show was really good so far, which is first episode. I really liked it. And then, of course, let the new season of Letterkenny is just as hilarious and back to form. And I like that. Um. I well right now Trevor and I together are rewatching Parks and Rec, which is always great. So it's just just because I wanted like something fun because we have been watching also some heavy shows. I uh binge watched Welcome to Chippendales, which is on Hulu, starring Camille. <laughs> Yeah, how is that? Is how is his body? Like, is it just like well, crazy ripped? They they don't. He's not a stripper in the show. He's the owner. He's the one who came up with the idea. Right, um, right. But like, he got like ripped for like either his Marvel movie or like the Marvel. Eternals. Okay, okay. I know if it was for this too. Yeah. Well, I think it was like Eternals and Marvel, but it's because of like yeah. Well, yeah. So, anyways, I think. Um, no, I mean, his body in real life is really fit, but they try to pack on his pounds a little bit because the real guy was a little overweight. Um, he is incredible. I actually am so bummed that we didn't nominate him for best actor in a limited series. I'm sure it's just because we were so packed with like really good ones, but he is so good. I, I think we see a side of him that we haven't seen before. Shows a lot of versatility in his like acting because um, I think he, it's really easy for him to do comedy really well, but this is a really great drama and creepy and like, not just creepy, but the character is so kind of like, he's, he's his own worst enemy and you just see that done so well. Um, but the entire cast is phenomenal. It's a really great show. I, I was interested because I didn't know anything about it. So I recommend Welcome to Chippendales, streaming on Hulu. Um not too long ago, Trevor and I also watched the latest season of American Horror Story. Okay. Did you watch that? Do you still watch American Horror Story? I, I, I stopped uh, watching it. Okay. Well, I get it. I get it. Um, this new one was okay. Uh, it's just really sad. And then um, trying to think movie-wise, I mean, really, it's just been the Oscar stuff. It's kind of been a little bit of a break. Yeah. One one movie, one documentary that you can, that just came out streaming on Netflix, it's called something like The Axe-Wielding uh, Hitchhiker Kai or something like that. Uh, it's like, it's a, it's a documentary movie, so it's like 90 minutes long, but it's... And I don't even mostly remember this, but back in like the early 2000s, uh, there was a guy that went viral through the media. Um, he was a hitchhiking and then all of a sudden, like the driver that he was hitchhiking with, like went crazy and pinned somebody in the car, it, like somebody outside, pinned somebody with his car on another car and like started like stabbing people. And so this hitchhiker, Kai, who's like this young guy, hippy dippy dude, you know, had a hatchet and started hitting this guy in the head with the hatchet to stop him from killing people. And oh he gosh. became like, and he's homeless. He's a hitchhiker. Uh-huh. Long hair. I just picture like Woodstock type of guy. Uh, they got him on the news that day and he just like made the rounds and everybody was looking for him and he's homeless. He was hard to find and so all these people like Jimmy Kimmel got him on a show. They wanted to make a reality show about him. And then all of a sudden, like, it turns out, like, he he ended up killing a dude. 
uh, like in cold blood. And so like, it's like about his rise. He was, he was a killer too. <laughs> no, not in this situation, but like he became one and oh. it's pretty crazy, but it's like actually fascinating uh, to watch. Cause like this guy is like, seems super sweet and nice and amazing. Like he would like be going into like a store, stealing a cart full of stuff bringing it outside and just giving it to other homeless people, not keeping anything for himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting to see that, but it like was documented. I was trying to remember because it was like that viral video back then where the news reporter was like, what did you do? And the guy was like, I just went smash, smash, smash with a hatchet on this guy's head to stop him from killing people. And yeah, no, look it up. It's uh, watch it. It's on Netflix. The great little documentary it doesn't take very long to watch, but okay, it's really good. It's good. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Hmm. So, yeah. Mentions? Anything else? Um, I think ultimately it's what we said with uh with January. I am excited to see uh Shotgun Wedding and uh uh, I don't know. I'm going to watch 80 for Brady. So we'll I am see. too. It's going to be We're, fun. I think I'm going to laugh a few times. I just think it's really comical that, you know, given the game this Monday. That yes. Right. <laughs> I, they were hoping for something else, but yeah, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Should have been whatever. 80 for Prescott, four. yo. Should have been four, four for Prescott. Cause his number yeah. four is four women. So <laughs> go Cowboys, man. Yeah. Uh, so good stuff. That is no BS podcast. Another one in the back. We're going to come back. Our next episode is going to feature that first episode of the bachelor. We're going to have a new blind watch picked by the one, the only, the legend, Susan Kamyab Stevens, who you can find at this and Irving community television. She's on Twitter. She's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. She's on YouTube. Find her, say hi, tell her what you want to be the blind watch. And I'm Brian Kluger, of course. Hi, Def Digest. Type in Brian Kluger, you will find me. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much for listening and sticking with Thanks, us. Guys. In 2023 is the year of the No BS podcast. We're going to bring you all the good stuff. So, uh, Susan, as always, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure.